Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pockets Full Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jerry Petty, joined today by Franklin Sizemore. Yes, that is me. I am Franklin Sizemore. You are Franklin Sizemore. Franklin, you have traveled across this fair land. Yes, I have. It, it, it has been a very busy day. It has been. And here you are from the great state of Alabama, now live here in the Pockets Full of Soup studios, which is actually my one-bedroom apartment that is still not completely unpacked. I apologize. Uh, but Franklin's here. Uh, Franklin's here for a couple of reasons. One, because Franklin is interesting and fun and has neat things to say, uh, I, if I ever gave him a chance. Well, yes, um, sometimes I do have interesting things to say, but we'll... we'll Say something interesting on demand, Franklin. I am very interesting. There we are. The definition of interesting. I'm not. But also, (laughs) Franklin's also here because uh, he's one of our uh, patrons. And uh, Franklin uh, took part in the Patreon program that uh, allows folks from the community to come and be guests on the show. Thank you very much for keeping the lights on here. Literally, the lights that are pointed at your face right now are on largely due to your contribution. So thank you, Franklin. They are very bright lights, and you're very welcome. So you're part of the uh, Pockets Full of Soup community. We have, we have the, Are you on the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group? Absolutely, Jared. Excellent. Oh, that makes me so happy uh, and feel inside. So now, instead of ingratiating myself uh, more and more, let's talk about you. Uh, you, you. Franklin, what your vocation, you are a, uh, you're the Air Force? Yes, that is a that is a true fact. And you make computer stuff. I do indeed make computer stuff. Uh huh. But in addition to making computer stuff in the Air Force, you also have other interests and things that you do. Uh, tell me some about what uh, what you're up to in your 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 time. So, shameless plugs. Yep. Um, I host a weekly podcast called the PlayStation Report that goes up on YouTube and iTunes, and that's really fun. I do that weekly. Mm-hmm. When does but- that go up? It goes up on Fridays. It goes up on Fridays. Fridays. So if you want your PlayStation reports, every Friday. Every Friday? Every Friday. Video We've actually audio? Just, yes, video and audio, and we actually just recorded our 50th episode this week. Congratulations. 50 episodes. That's way more episodes than we have, actually. Well, I started a little bit before... Okay. You did it on this one. Yeah, we're, I, I totaled it up the other day. Uh, if you if you take Pockets plus Patreon-exclusive episodes plus Laser Dracula plus Pretty Good Day, we're probably around there. But but uh, otherwise, we're still, I think this is... Uh, I don't quite know when this goes up. So who knows? The magic of nonlinear editing. That is truly magical, Jared. What's the most difficult thing about running your own podcast? The most difficult thing about running my own, po- uh, my own podcast is probably just doing it it's really just getting motivated to do it every week mm-hmm. um staying informed because we do talk about news and stuff like that um but it's really just uh getting the work in doing the editing and now you say we who's we uh i have a good friend out there named tyler okay. tyler loy mm-hmm. i have the permission to say his name what if you didn't what would you call him I would call him Whoopi Junior Seven Seven because that is his gamer tag. Oh, okay. But you have permission to say Tyler's name, so so it's not Ishbabinob. It is not Ishbabinob. It is um, not Shamu Ra. Not Shamu Ra. These I, are weird names from the Bible. Th- that I'm just they pulling are. Out they are very name. weird names. Yeah. From. Yeah. The Bible you speak of. Shamu Ra, I think, is one of my favorites. But no, it is Tyler. You guys do the show together. Uh, it's every Friday, PlayStation Report. And uh, in, in addition to that, what are you up to? Oh, I like to just... I'm Right now, I'm running a and d game. That's going to be fun. Um, that might appear online at some point. But other than that, I like to write jokes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, if you're uh, if you're making your own thing, you know, we love hearing about it. You just 
completely okay for you to talk about stuff that you're doing on the Facebook group. Uh, if you want to come in and just be like, hey, I made this fun thing and I think it's neat, please you know, feel free to show it off. Uh, this, this podcast and the stuff I did before it largely just started with me trying to do things that I enjoyed and that there were a lot of abortive attempts before we kind of settled on this format and this topic. Uh, so just if you enjoy making stuff, I'd love to see it. Please, uh, please feel free to share it with me. And Franklin, thank you so much for coming to share your things and your story today. And with that, we lead into that, uh, that delightful first question, which no one has ever really pointed out isn't a question. It's more of a, it's more of a command. Yes, it is. I just say it's the first question that I'm going to ask until uh, until I decide to change it. But it's it's more just an invocation, a a uh, a call to action. Tell me about somebody you're thankful for. Now I I'm putting you on the spot here because it's fun. It is fun. Uh, it is. I I. But you have a cool and calm demeanor. By the way, I love the shirt. Yes. Absolutely love it. Uh, for those uh, those not for those who can't see, the shirt says "You nasty man." Uh, and that's uh, that's from our friends at the comedy button. Yes, uh, I enjoy the comedy button a lot. I enjoy the comedy button as well. Uh, wow, it's we're we're gonna plug cast here, but those guys are great. Actually, I was over there not too long ago, and they've uh, uh, several of them met on the show. And need to have more. So, tell me about somebody you're thankful for. Um, so I know a lot of people just go on these lists and lists and lists. I'm gonna keep it simple for you. <gasps> it's my aunt Karen. Your aunt Karen. All right, let's talk about the, the relationship with Aunt Karen. How long have you known her? Um, longer than I had, like, can remember. Long, okay, so she's this figure that kind of comes out of that emerging threshold of your memory? Yes. Isn't that weird how that works? It is very weird. Like the fuzzy edge of memory? Yeah. You remember the thing in, uh, in Inception where, did you see Inception? Yes, I've seen Inception. So they talk about how, you know, you can't really ever remember how you came into a dream. Mm-hmm. And then you're just there. Does it ever bother you that human memory kind of works that way about a lifetime? Absolutely. I I start freaking out when I start forgetting things. Yeah, it's, it's like whoosh. like when when does when did it really start? Why don't I remember being born? Or if I do, why can't I recall it? Why do I remember going to the Orkin Museum of Insects when I was like three years old? Why is that stuck in my head? Why do I remember getting picked up to play? What's an early memory for you? Um, getting in trouble in the kindergarten pr- playground for messing around on the monkey bars me and me and my friend would like get on the monkey bars hang and we'd try to kick each other off oh okay who was better at that uh, you see it didn't really progress very far because we got in trouble very quickly <laughs> well now you're adults you could still do that no we one could, could stop you we could you we could, could. Have you ever hung from the monkey bars and kicked one another? We want to know about it. Actually, we probably don't. But if it's, there's a good story around it, tell it. Otherwise not. Wow, we're grown-ups. We can do what we want. So Aunt Karen's just kind of been there in your mind since the beginning. You've known her your whole life then. Pretty much. Okay. Um, I l- started living with her, actually, when I was around, I want to say, five or six years old. Oh, you lived with her? Yes, okay. I did. Was she your guardian? Yes, she was. Well, why don't we talk some about the circumstances around that then? Um, were you, first off, at the time, were you aware that coming to live with Aunt Karen, were you cognitive of the fact that that was, that that was a little different than what some people experienced, that, uh, that I'm coming to live with my aunt, not necessarily my mom and dad? Yes, it was very strange for me because, of course, I had friends at school, mm-hmm. and they'd, always, they'd talk about their mom and dad, and I'd be like, I don't live with my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. 
Now, families take a lot of different forms. Uh, my father actually was uh, largely raised by uh, his sisters and by grandparents and by uh, eventually an adoptive father and then his mother again. And uh, so I, you know, different things happen for different folks. We've all got interesting stories, but especially when you're a kid, there can be a, a kind of a, uh, maybe a lot of pressure and, and, and when things are different than, than what seems to be the suggestive norm, you can find yourself uh, kind of uh, pushed on that a little. Was that difficult for you at all? It was because I I just couldn't relate. I didn't know how other households worked back mm-hmm. then. I, I At first, I thought I was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, the way my house was run was normal, and then I realized that, no, it isn't normal what I what I went through as a kid moving between households. It that, Although normal, boy, that's a loaded word. I mean, well, it is. An, you know, what's a normal a family, right? Yes, um, uh, but but uh, it, at that time normalization it, especially be pushed. So what 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 were the circumstances? Uh, whether you were aware of them or not, can you describe what what led you to live with your aunt? So I wasn't aware of it at the time, but um, my mother was unfit to take care of us, and my dad worked full time, so he couldn't really be it. He couldn't stay at home and take care of us, so he. Uh, he shipped me and my brother off with uh, with his sister, and we lived there for a while. And we, I'd often like go back and visit on weekends or whenever they had time off. Mm-hmm. Um, were your mother and father still living together? Yes, at this point? yes, they were okay. living together. So when you say shipped off, was it a long distance? It wasn't a long. It was like across town or something. But like it was when at that kid, it, when yeah. you're a kid, it's like wow, there. Are, miles and miles away from me yeah scale is a different thing when you're there miles and hours both feel much bigger Mm -hmm. Uh, hours felt like 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 days and miles seemed insurmountable because you don't have any mobility as a kid Mm -hmm. and now it seems like life is just passing us by it's weird how that happens there's a theory about that that i love do you know have you have you ever read about this no, I haven't. Uh, it's a psychological theory. There's a lot of ways to explain it, but the the one I, I like and want to subscribe to is just the it's an it's simply a matter of proportion. When you're a year old, a year is your whole life. When you're two years old, a year is half your life. Mm-hmm. When you're ten, a year is still a tenth of your life. And by the time you're an adult, a year is just this tiny fraction, and that maybe our perspective changes with that. So the time really does seem to speed up because literally we're experiencing a smaller and smaller fractions of the total whole of our experience. But I want to, rather than talking about esoteric psychological mathematics of time passing, maybe I should ask you about what's going on in your life at this point. So, you were living where? Um, I was living with my aunt, and um, she... Where was this? Um, this is in Pennsylvania. Okay, so you live in a PA at that point. And your mom, you said, was at that point unfit to keep you. Can you talk about that at all? Um, so, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but... And I still don't have all the details. It's really weird. They've kept a little bit of a secret over it. Um, but um, she, mental, it was a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was, see, I repressed some memories some sometimes. So I can't remember exactly how old I was. When I was seven or eight, she took her own life. Okay. And at that point, um, my dad was wrecked. As he sh- has, he very well had every right to be, mm-hmm. but um, he couldn't take care of me and my brother. Yeah. So you and your brother went to live with your aunt a couple of years before that happened. Yes, and my aunt's household got got a little bit dicey between her and her husband. Mm-hmm. So 
I eventually ended up living with my grandparents for a few years. There's a lot going on here. Goodness. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I, that, that's a, that's a packed minute of information. Let's, uh, let's go through it piece by piece if that's okay. Cause uh, I'm asking a lot of you here, by the way, thank you for your willingness to talk about this. I appreciate it, Franklin. So you go to live with your aunt Karen and at the time, do you, what do they tell you about why? They don't tell me anything about it, really. I actually didn't learn about the circumstances of my mother's death until I was leaving to go to the military. As an adult? Yes. Wow. Was your brother older or younger? Younger. Younger than you. So he had even less awareness of what was happening around him. So you went to live with Aunt Karen. Do you remember... What is, what's your... You know, childhood's largely made of impressions and kind of slices of memory. What were your impression of life at Aunt Karen's as a small child? So, I was a terrible child. I was awful. I'd draw on walls. I'd break stuff. I'd, I was a terrible older brother. Um, so, in my, my, from my perspective, I thought she was like the punisher. Like, she, just, she was just there to punish me. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, do you think you'd been particularly disciplined? Or do you know? No, I, from what I'm told, I was not very disciplined. Okay, so you were, you would damage things, and she was the person that kind of came down on you. How did you feel about that? So, I was very spiteful mm-hmm. as a young child. Um, looking back on it now, I realize how foolish and selfish I was back then. Well, you're a kid. I mean, foolish and selfish is kind of the M.O., right? Mm-hmm. But I, ju- I just never, I never took the time to, like, appreciate what she did for me, raising me. Well, apparently it was you did not at some easy point, for her because you're here talking about it. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think was the point of transition for that? It was it happened sometime in high school. I began to realize that uh, what she had to do, like she eventually had a divorce, mm-hmm. um, and she eventually uh, my dad and her bought my grandparents' house and they moved to a smaller place. Mm-hmm. So I, I was living with them all in one household, and then I realized wow, she took me to this point and mm-hmm. I'd visit my dad on weekends and I know it like it hurt him to not be able to see me more often, but. Well, for the sake of our viewers and listeners, then let's make sure we have the, the timeline straight. You go to live with your aunt. Mm-hmm. You're kind of a hillion from the way you're describing it, or at least a, a kid who's, uh, who's acting out in a lot of ways. You stay with her for a while. Your mother takes her life. Is that All right. correct? Let's let's rearrange this. I think if my memory serves correctly, I moved to my grandparents just before that happened. Just before that. So you say you moved to your grandparents because things in your aunt's household changed. Let's talk about your aunt's household. Who was there when you first came? Um, it was my aunt, my uncle, and uh, their kid, Okay. who is, I want to say, seven years older than me. Oh, so a lot older than you. What was that like, it's suddenly moving in and not being the uh, the oldest kid in the house anymore? Um, so at that point it like, it really didn't, I was so young, it didn't matter uh-huh. so much that I was older than my brother, except that I was bigger. <laughs> what about, uh, when you aged, uh, aged up a little bit? Um, it, it was strange. He'd, he'd do like little, I guess he'd do kind of older brother things, just like rough me up a little bit once in a while, but it wasn't like, it wasn't anything serious. Not, we, not, we, not we, in a vicious way. Mm-hmm. Then. Okay. Just an older brother kind of way. Did you like him? Yeah, he, he's, I, I liked him and I, he's still a good friend of mine today. What'd you think of your uncle? Not good things. Not good he things. was, he was very, 
I, I only ever remember him being angry. Did you know why? I I don't have a clue why that is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to accuse him of anything, but I, I just don't really know why he was... So as a kid, your impressions of him were anger. Mm-hmm. Do you have memories tied to that? Just a lot of yelling, a lot of arguments. And, yelling at you, yelling at Karen? Mm-hmm, and a lot of blaming other people. Hmm, dear. And then that relationship ended while you were there. So we, we've talked a lot about the family circumstances and laid the groundwork. Let's talk about Karen. You said well, your initial impression of her as a child was that she was the Punisher. Yes. Uh, I mean, like Black Skull and all? or uh, It was pretty close in yeah. perspective, like when I, from my perspective at that age. She was the, she who agitated justice upon you. Yes. Okay. Um, did you have any other things about it? Did you have anything you liked about her when you first met her? When I first met her, I it's hard to remember that far back. Mm-hmm, it, I understand. As you said earlier, memory's a funny thing. Yeah. So not a lot of favorable impressions, just kind of this person that was there. Mm-hmm. So like when I was younger, like some of the things I didn't appreciate about what she did was um I was very much into sports. I played basketball and soccer mm-hmm. as a kid. And she'd drive me all all around the county for that. Mm-hmm. And I just I never once thanked her as a child mm-hmm. for what she did when part of becoming self-aware is becoming aware of others like self-awareness seems to kind of be its first step but then as we mature we become hopefully more aware of the people around us karen took you in you know now in a, in a very volatile situation when her own life was very volatile have you talked about this with her since then in very short bursts. I'm still a terrible communicator when it comes to family. I don't know. You seem to be doing a pretty good job right now. Um, you're able to talk about it on camera. Uh, it sounds like you've communicated at least some of it and that you're dealing with a lot of these thoughts and feelings. Let me put it this way. You went to live with Karen. She obviously took care of you. Yes. She obviously had very difficult things happening in her household. A divorce came there just after a great personal tragedy, around the time a great personal tragedy happened in your home life with your father and mother. You went to live with your grandparents at that point. When did you see Karen again? Um, it was often. She, Like I said, she'd drive me to sports stuff. So she was still present in your life after that, just not in the same house anymore. Yes. Um, so did she move to the grandparents with you? Yes, she did. Ah, she did. My apologies. Okay, now I understand. So she moved to your grandparents with you. Uh, you guys were there together, you and Karen, and your brother. Yes. Grandmother, grandfather? Um, tricky situation. My grandmother divorced my father's father. Okay. So, and then remarried. So, it so was grandmother, good. step-grandpa. Yes. Step-grandpa there. All right. What are, and you're all there together in the same house? Yes. Okay. And also her, did Karen's son come with you? Um, but at that point he had left. Okay. I, you know, he might, he might be a lot older than I thought he was. Okay. Well, when you're a kid, it's hard to tell. Hmm. Yeah. I remember people I meet as an adult that I met as a kid and Mm -hmm. they seemed like grownups then. And I find out they're like four years older than me. Mm -hmm. And then other times they're like 20 years older than me. And Mm -hmm. your mind doesn't make much of a difference because they're all adults. As long as they're not gray, you're Mm -hmm. not really sure. It's, it's odd that way. You moved in together. Yes. Um, Karen was still there. She's driving you to sporting events. She's is 
you know, who makes the meals, who cleans the room, who tells you to do homework? Whose job is that? Well, as in elementary school, mo- about like half of middle school, we it was it was my aunt, and uh, she had a friend that eventually moved in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name's Kim. She used she's a fabulous chef. Okay, she so- used to make very good meals. My my aunt Karen, she was she was a good cook too. She made certain things, but um. Uh, Kim just brought a different flavor to the household. <laughs> Literally, it sounds like. What's uh, Karen's vocation? So she she works at a retirement home. Mm-hmm. Um, she does. She used to do like meal plans and stuff like that. I'm not entirely sure. It's a lot of administrative stuff. I I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't really talked to her about her work. Okay, but she works in medicine in a nursing home, and uh, works in. A, would she come home tired a lot? Was she at work a lot? Uh, she was. I, I'm not sure how she felt about work. Uh-huh. I, I know, she, like there were personalities that clashed with her at work. Mm-hmm. I, I'd always hear stories, but I never really understood the. So you say, really, it was as you moved toward adulthood, as you moved out of middle school and into high school, that you started to gain more of an appreciation for her. Mm-hmm. What form did that take? I was just a little bit less of an ass to her. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not sure if you understand, I was, when puberty hits, yeah, boys get a little bit of... Uh, puberty stinks. Yeah. It's, it's literally. I mean, you're very smelly. But uh, in addition, it's it's terrible. In I, I was well. a horrible human being. Okay. For a what few were you years. Like? I was defiant. I just, I would, I would not do what I'm told on purpose just to piss people off. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Why do you think she put up with it? I really think she just she just cared about me. I think mm-hmm. that's that's all there is to it. Okay. What um when it came to you and her's relationship as you began to appreciate that about yourself, I got to move it this way. What led to you discovering these things about yourself that you're describing now? Do you becoming aware of them? To you being like, "Oh man, I'm being a jerk." How did that happen? Um it was a lot of other people being jerks to me and knowing how that felt. Mm-hmm. It, I was not a very liked person. I had my groups in mm-hmm. high school, but okay. I was not widely cherished. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was? I, I think it's because I didn't value other people. Mm. I, I let the world revolve around me in my point of view. I was, it was all about myself, making myself better. Tell me your favorite story about Karen from the time you knew her as a child to the time that you became an adult. Oh, goodness. Um, so I don't really have one of those stories. No? I, there's, there's no one story. Okay. Um, I remember her chasing me around like a table to spank me. Okay. So that tells you about some of my early memories. Did you have it coming? Probably. I probably (laughs) did something bad to my brother, like pushed him into a wall or something. (laughs) So you remember being chased from the spanking. Do you... How about this? What's your first warm memory of Karen? Um, (laughs) Or a warm memory of Karen? A warm... Because you chose... I said, who are you thankful for? You said, my Aunt Karen. No hesitation. That's who you picked. No other people came up. What makes you thankful? It's just when I when I reflect back on like all this, because 
I I really love playing soccer, football across the sea. Um, but she, I I look back on it and I and I looked at a, looked at a map once at yeah. all the places she was driving me, and that was it was just insane. Like because that that was about the time where I started driving, and I'm like I really dread driving long distances. Did she complain about it at any point? She never made it apparent to me. What's the last time you talked with Karen? Um, I think maybe two weeks ago. Two, so you guys keep in regular touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're going to fast forward here. When you were 18, you joined the service, right? Yes. Okay, so you're in the Air Force now. You left Pennsylvania. Yes. Went to the great state of Alabama. Well, eventually, eventually I landed there. I had to do my basic training in Texas and okay. then some technical training in Louisiana. Okay. So you've been and in then, the South for most of it then. All right. So Texas, Louisiana. It's funny. I thought uh, of the armed services. I always think of the Army as the one that's from the South for some reason. I'm not sure why. I thought, I thought the Army was in the South and uh, the Navy was from, uh, the Navy was from uh, Maryland and the Air Force was from California. Mm. But I see that's not really how it works. So. You might be thinking more of like the officer corps. Yeah, maybe so. And, and, and kind of the, the feel, the vibe of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My father was a service uh, serviceman in Vietnam, and he told me that uh, he was always impressed in, in, um, in Vietnam at how the Air Force took care of their people in country. Uh, he said enlisted or officer grades. He, they really did stand up for their uh, uh, folks there. He, he was very grabbed by that. Anyway, mm-hmm. you joined the Air Force um, and went away. Yes. Yet you're still talking to Karen. What's up with that? What's going uh, on? How did you? How did uh, that communication maintain? A lot of guilt. <laughs> when did you start feeling guilty? Um, when I realized how, like, living as an adult alone for the first time, it was uh, eye-opening. The stuff that I had to take care of. Yeah, like what? What are th- what are things about becoming an adult that surprised you? Insurance, taxes. Insurance. What's that? Uh yeah. I don't want to talk about car insurance. Yeah, insurance is a different world. So things people don't expect about adulthood, because a lot of our a lot of our viewers and listeners, they're they're adults, but some of them aren't yet. And when you do move out on your own, no matter how well prepared you think you are, stuff does surprise you. My mm-hmm. my wife loves to tell the story about how we got to our first apartment and there was no salt. And for some reason, despite the fact that she had been grocery shopping for herself for years in college at that point, for some reason the lack of the presence of salt in the apartment really struck her and frightened her. She's like, I'm a real grown up now. There's no salt here waiting. Um, salt's everywhere, but not for her. She had to go get her own. And that was a, a very transitional moment in her life for you. Uh, insurance. You mentioned, uh, you, uh, taxes, taxes are fun. Isn't paperwork great. Just love filling out paperwork. It is one of my favorite activities, especially paperwork that that can that can reverberate through your life with giant penalties if you get it wrong. Yes. It's... <laughs> what else? What else struck, struck you? Um, food. food, making food for myself, cooking. There was always. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you had Karen there to do it, and you had Karen's friend there to do it, and then suddenly. It's mm-hmm. you in your own place. I, I couldn't live off frozen pizzas my entire life. <laughs> no. How's the, how's the food in the Air Force? Um, so the dining hall they have for the junior enlisted people that are living in the dormitories there. Um, it's serviceable food, mm-hmm. um, a good variety of food, very nutritious, but it's not the flavorful food that I'd like to eat. So did you become a cook, a chef? I do cook for myself quite a bit. What are you best um, at? I make a good sauce. Yeah? Oh, like a Moriarty sauce? 
Um, I've not tried a Moriarty uh, sauce. An Altano but... sauce, perhaps? Maybe. Okay, because those guys, they, they like to talk about their sauce. So. I... They probably think I'm cheating if I reveal how I make my sauce. Well, we won't reveal the secret then. We don't, we wouldn't want you to feel like that. We, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, wouldn't want you to be thought of as a cheater. Though. So you make a good sauce? You cook for yourself? Um, recently, I've been making steaks. Ooh. Ooh. I've, I've got a good formula down for steaks. Yeah. Are you a marinade man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, what's, you, do you care to share your marinade? Um, it's very simple. Uh, some soy sauce, some garlic, uh, pepper, salt. Mm-hmm. Just... In the right proportions. Ah, that's the secret, isn't it? Just get everything a little bit right. Yeah, you know, a lot of the best cooking is about using a very few ingredients and just the right combination, just the right timing. It's kind of like sorcery. Just gonna get it right out there. I love magic. Yeah. Are you? Are you a? Are you a magus? Are you a sorcerer? A code wizard. Some yeah. t- some would say. Code wizard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in D&D terms, are you a wizard or a sorcerer? Does yours come from academics? I'm a warlock. Oh, oh, there we go. Wow, goodness. So you're you're a ray-firing natural wizard. I have a few pacts with some maybe not-so-pleasant beings. This has gotten weird. Uh, there we are. <laughs> so back to Karen. You're on your own. You started pushing in her. Did you reach out to her, or did she call you? I reached out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she mostly lets me live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, she does express frustration when I don't call her for a while. Okay. How does she express it? Um, the next time I call her, she verbalizes it. <laughs> Is Karen your closest family touchstone at this point in your life? Yes, but to be perfectly honest, I terrible at like i said earlier i'm just terrible at communicating with my family Mm -hmm. especially since across distance it's just i always procrastinate getting on the phone i'm also terrible at communicating with my family i I empathize i'm not great at keeping in touch with my uh, folks the way that would be beneficial for them and for me it's a great difficulty for me actually um and that's a that's a talk for another time i imagine but they're good people who I love very much, um, but I am simply terrible at making those connections. Uh, it's strange that way. You guys good at keeping up with your uh, with your families back home? Those of you live far away, or do you live next door to your family? Do you live with your family? So let us know. Uh, tell us about you and your family if you want to. I mean, family, that gets complicated real fast. And but at mail at pocketsfullsoup tell those stories and let us know if it's okay if we read them on the air. Try to keep them short, please. Also, again. What's a family? A family's a group of people that love each other. Um, that can take a lot of different forms. You want to talk about your family, whether it be, uh, well, just whatever it may be, and tell us about it? Please do. We'd love to hear. I really appreciate that. Anything you want to say hi to Karen about? Uh, hopefully you're going to send her this, right? Uh, well, I, I might direct her to this. I'm not sure how she'll feel about it. I'm going to make a... Big... She might be embarrassed. Oh, okay. Well, I Karen, if you're embarrassed, my apologies. Uh, he's a nice young man. I know you know that better than I do. He doesn't draw on the walls anymore. Uh, he has not pushed anyone into anything in my apartment thus far, and he's broken nothing. Good job, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> that, just thank you for everything. <laughs> so uh, you want to move on to the, uh, to the magic world of instant noodles? I've done some homework. Okay. However, before jumping into instant noodles... Uh, you know how this part of it goes. We do need to thank our Patreon producers, Nick Ray and Robert Nieder, uh, whose generous support support helps keep this uh, podcast on the air. As your generous support 
likewise did. And thank you for that, for your extraordinary generosity. And uh, hey, uh, you can do this too. Uh, if you want to know more about that, go to patreon.com slash Jared Petty. That's patreon.com slash Jared Petty. And if you want to chat with this guy or with me or a bunch of other nice people, head over to the uh, absolutely free Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, guess what? You can subscribe. You know how that works. Why would you want to do that? Because we're pleasant. Oh, look at that. Uh, I'm pointing down to, I don't know where it's going to be framed. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. It's, let's see. In this shot, probably here. What if, what if it's like up there and we're doing this? What could we be pointing What if they're to? on mobile? <gasps> they could be on mobile. Oh, mind blown. So, instant noodles, my friend. You ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Uh, still the best question ever. What is best sandwich? So I tweeted this sandwich at Kyle O'Connor, and he told me to throw it out the window. Kyle did? Yes. What a violent response so, from Kyle. He is kind of a Viking, so every now and then it gets violent. Uh, my favorite sandwich is an open-faced roast beef sandwich with gravy over it. Why did he tell you to throw that out? I, he do, he t- said, take that open face and throw it in the trash or something along those lines. All right. yeah. Listen, O'Connor, get with it. Open face sandwich, totally legit sandwich. First off, it's the only kind of sandwich that you can do this with. <laughs> if you really want to. Try that with a regular sandwich. You're just going to get bread up your nose. Mm-hmm. All right. Not going to work. Now, I love the noble sandwich, but I will not hear the open face sandwich be smirched. Mm-hmm. Why do you love it? It's just delicious. It is the most savory sandwich I've, I've had. Just roast beef. It, that's just one of the most savory meats out there <laughs> and then you pour some gravy over that come yeah. on do you have a bread preference for that um i prefer like a darker wheat whole grain oh like a whole grain with that really okay mm-hmm. i'm more of a with the open facing which is i like like a thick sourdough usually mm-hmm. so it's about oh that's whole grain i've never i don't know if i've ever had an open face whole grain mm. i need to try that that sounds really good actually mm. i like i like turkey if it's moist on an open face but I do think roast beef is the ultimate king of open face sandwiches. I, I got to be with you there. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on open face, guys? So we now know what best sandwich. What's the uh, what's the best song written in the last one hundred years? Um. So this is totally just my opinion. Well, that's the whole <laughs> idea behind the lightning round. Um, it's got to be uh, Roxanne. Roxanne, or. Rock. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it either. I'm not going to try it. I thought about it and I was like, what am I doing? That's a terrible idea. Great, great song. I love the pick. Why Roxanne? I just, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It's, and occasionally, like, well, not occasionally, usually once or twice a year, I have to drive 900 miles Ooh. up the East Coast to get back home because I don't like, I don't feel like uh, flying and renting a car because that's expensive. Yeah. So I drive up back to Pennsylvania once or twice a year, and that's one of the songs that's on my playlist, and it's you my don't favorite. Listen, you don't listen to it the whole time, do you? I wish I could stand that. <laughs> it's a it's an excellent song, but I don't think there's a single song in the world that I could do that with. No, I, I did once. Um, I had in college experience. I lived uh, about an 11 and a half hour drive from home in Florida up to North Carolina, and I caught a ride with some friends once. And they had a two-seater. It's college. They're driving overnight. And it was two of them in a little two-seat. Like, I think it was like a little Z80 or something. So I laid in the trunk under, like, the, the hatch top for 11 and a half hours. 
it was a boyfriend and girlfriend that they were fighting the entire time overnight hadn't slept but he had brought in one mixtape on this trip and the speakers were in the back and he kept playing the same mixtape over and over and over again for 11 hours so i heard it about 13 or 14 times i think and it had that that kirk franklin oh say you want a revolution whoop whoop thing on it i really do think that i saw lovecraftian colors out of space by the end of that night like i i was well on my way into the mouth of madness it was it was a delightful thing that's not much of a story but uh that happened and uh oh gosh we're gonna do a road trip episode uh for too long and i can't wait to talk about that but uh okay roxanne great song uh please first in your favorite yes okay wonder about that how do you feel about that guy in uh, moulin rose who's like roxanne do you like that I appreciated it. I liked it too. I liked it a lot. I think the police version's better, but I thought it was great for the movie. Worked very mm-hmm. well there. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Oh man. I do mix so, these up a little bit sometimes, so that's a so curveball here. Ice cream I'm not sure if you're you know of this company, Turkey Hill. I don't know Turkey Hill. No. It's a complete like kind of like I think it's just really a Pennsylvania, maybe Maryland thing but um turkey hill makes this ice cream i don't know the name of it but it has like chocolate swirls in it and then chocolate covered pecans Ooh, that sounds lovely and what's the base flavor of the it's vanilla with that and it's frustrating i can't remember the name of that that's okay you know what it is that's it's it's, been so long since i've had it chocolate swirls chocolate covered pecans on yeah because it's far away you can't get it Mm -hmm. down there right man isn't regional living wonderful slash frustrating it is. It is very frustrating. I, in Japan, one of the great joys of that, like, it was they don't just have regional food. They have seasonal food. So they'll have food that's only available for, like, three months out of the year. And then it just won't. It's like it's like living in a culture with, like, 20 different McRibs that are all all rotating in and out of, 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 the, uh, of the public consciousness at any time. And they're all delicious, but you can never get them all at once. That's probably why I'm obese. Um so many good foods you just try to cram as much in before time runs out if you could travel through time and meet any uh, one person who would it be oh man this is another one i haven't really prepared for uh so, probably lawrence of arabia whoa british Beatlemania, dylan berlin bay of pigs invasion oh, wow goodness i'm just billy joeling now uh let's let's why lawrence of arabia i just i feel like now like now more than ever like the whole vision of like the western world and is islam it's just like so we're so divided now it's it's kind of scary mm-hmm. i just wanted to, i i want to know what it was actually like fighting alongside that alongside those people when the structure of of those civilizations at least around lawrence was a very different thing mm-hmm. well, like the the challenges of like fighting alongside a culture that you're completely different from and whether it's right or not right to be like to actually be there. Yeah, and there were complex issues swirling around him and around that situation then too. But he's an interesting dude. If you don't know a lot about him, you should learn. Uh, uh, that's a fantastic choice. Being able to sit down with Lawrence and talk about the world we live in now. Can you imagine his insights on that? Goodness gracious, because he was smack in the middle of, of a lot of what created what we're sitting in now. And, uh, ooh. 
Great choice. I like that one a lot. Goodness. Um, also, if you've never seen the film with Peter O'Toole, yeah, just just watch it. Really, really, really interesting movie. Um, what's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? Fraud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's lucid and remarkably honest. Uh, oh, goodness. You got, got me tickled there. What's your favorite word? Ruminate. Ruminate. Why? Oh, that sounds marvelous. I like that a lot. Ruminate. Why ruminate? It's. It just describes almost every night for me. It's. I sit in my bed, wide awake, just thinking about whether it be the, whether it be work or a story I'm I'm writing or just the world in general. It's. It's always been. I've always been thinking before I go to sleep. Ruminating. I like that. What's the most terrifying creature in the natural world? Mm, I mean, mankind is the easiest answer, but... And then there's spiders. Cockroaches freak me out. Oh. Because in my house, I have found cockroaches that are larger than cockroaches have a right to be. Oh, that's not okay. No. Are we like salad plates? or Like about as big as my hand. (laughs) Oh, to be alive i don't like that at all they're gonna wear hats and conquer us cockroaches i respect their extraordinary evolutionary stamina Mm -hmm. they're incredible creatures but no i don't like them at all i mean they'll be what's left when the world is in ruins yeah what's what's the i try to remember my friend in high school it said it'd be cockroaches volkswagen beetles and band uniforms Mm -hmm. would be the the three things left uh and i think that there's there's some i don't know who originally coined that but i I love that one uh i mean obviously the question that that everyone lives for cake or pie? pie pie absolutely pie this guy that's all right he's correct I love all pies. Yeah? Well, most pies. There are some pies. There are lesser pies. There are lesser pies. But then there are greater pies. There are greater pies. What's the greatest pie? Well. Or what are some of the great pies? There's this thing we used to make called a peanut butter pie. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Let me tell you what, guys. Pennsylvania, East Ohio, Pennsylvania, maybe West Maryland, peanut butter pie. You don't understand if you haven't had it. Mm Mm-hmm unreal the best pie i've ever had was at dare dutchman in east ohio it was a piece slice of peanut butter pie i came back to that restaurant like a decade later because i thought my memory couldn't be correct had the same pie and it was even better than i remembered so i'm I'm with you on the oh it's just regional bliss regions can be fun they can be oh they can be Mm -hmm. annoying sometimes living out here in california i'm not from california and i've lived here for like four years now and and it's odd there's things i just love about it and then there's things like i don't like it bart is gross um but uh for you you live in alabama now you've gone from pennsylvania to alabama i i was born in alabama i I know it pretty well um what's one really good thing about living in alabama what's something that drives you crazy Mm, i like banana pudding Oh yeah! Does it have does it have a little vanilla cookies yeah, with the, in it? Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so that's a wonderful thing. That is 
one of the more wonderful wonderful things about Alabama. What's not so good? Like, is it something you just really miss, or is there something that just drives you crazy about the place? The Besides, roads. Oh, the roads are just awful in Alabama. <laughs> if they're paved. If they're paved, and they're often not. <laughs> but if they're paved, they do. They're a good argument for for Range Rovers. Uh, yes, the continued existence of the Range Rover. I, I, I agree with that. I'm from Northeast Alabama, like the the Pine Forest area, and there are a lot of places where, when I would go back, I mean, this is into the '90s, uh, anyway, uh, they were still red clay roads that were thoroughfares uh, that that people went down, and and uh, the paved ones are in bad shape. So Montgomery, pretty bad still. It is, it is bad. Um, they're trying to fix it up, but it's they just can't keep up. Yeah, that's hard to keep up with it. The weather's nasty. There's a lot of factors lead into it, and revenue can be a problem too. Uh, in uh, when you don't have any manufacturing centers, it's suddenly very difficult to raise enough money in taxes to build roads. So. Well, in fact, there's a Hyundai plant in town now. Oh, this is, that's great. That's that's actually helped. Well, that's marvelous. I didn't know about that. I'm speaking out of ignorance. Never mind. Sorry about that. Uh, what's one thing you want to speak? All right, Jared. This is going to be a hard one. Oh no. I often think about this, and please don't refer me to any sort of mental facility, but when will you know <laughs> that your life is complete and that you're happy with what you've done? When, oh, goodness. When will I know that? A great question. I don't think that I will. I think other people will. That's Some a, other people. That's a perfectly valid answer. I don't think that I will. Um, I know myself pretty well now. People change, and I've changed in many ways in my life in ways more radical than I ever imagined possible. But I think it's very unlikely that I'm going to reach a place in my life where I look and say, yeah, I'm satisfied with how all that turned out, and I'm really happy about it all. I don't think that's me. Um, I'm a depressed person, and that uh, that experience is, well, not necessarily completely baked into my, although there are chemical and biological factors that are absolutely a part of that. I find it almost unimaginable that I would completely escape to a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm happy and content with how all that worked out. Uh, That's probably not going to happen for me. I've met people I absolutely believe that's happened to. It can happen to a lot of folks. But we're different, us people. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen to me. That's my answer. That is that is a good answer. Thanks for asking. It's a good question. It's an excellent question. You should, uh, should start a podcast where you uh, ask people questions. Oh, man. Interviewing people? I don't know if I can do that, Jared. You're... <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I've been doing it for, for seven months. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Thank you for watching this show. What's What's wrong with all of you? <laughs> Bless you for it. But thank you. <laughs> anyway, and thank you for coming out here, frankly. Oh, I, th- uh, thank you for having me on. I'm really glad you're here. I uh, I have enjoyed sitting down and talking with you. We're going to do a single serving together now. That'll go up uh, probably actually before this uh, show does. So I think it's going to be our uh, our little uh, teaser for the end of February. It'll be that one. So this will probably, it'll probably, they'll have heard this for that first. But uh, anyway, thanks so much for watching, listening, guys. Uh, and I'll see you next time.